This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. I don't think we mind the good times rolling. Or, but, sc- or some screens. But maybe not to that <laughs> level. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us this afternoon for our first show. It won't be our last show, although the show is still young on the mighty ESPN radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Hang out with us anytime you want. You can join the flow home at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So, Harry, it is Tuesday, right? Talk to me. All right. It's that day after Monday and right before Wednesday, right? Uh-oh. Which means that anytime this Tuesday during the football season, that means uh, Jerry Jones has something to say about the uh, Dallas Cowboys on his local radio show on 105.3, the fan in uh, Dallas, Texas. He couldn't wait to tell everybody about uh, his his third favorite quarterback behind Tony Romo and Jason Garrett. And I know Jason Garrett didn't play quarterback for the Cowboys, but when he coached them, Jerry loved him like he was his own son. This is what Jerry Jones had to say about uh, uh, his his current son, known as current Cowboys quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott. First things first, Jerry, it's machinations. Not machinations. That's not like a new. That's not like a new emo group that's coming out with a brand new joint two days from now. Joining forces with like Eminem and maybe Drake or somebody like that. So that's number one. Number two, I know Jerry compels is feeling compelled to talk constantly because he believes in his football team, Harry. He does not want this organization to continue to be ringless since 1995. I get it, but as a Cowboys fan, stop talking. Go out there and handle it or be handled. Having Jerry Jones talking every Tuesday about the virtues of Dak, about the virtues of his coach, Mike McCarthy, about his team's chances. Look, we've heard enough conversation. Be about it. Stop talking about it when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And I think when you look at a, a owner like Jerry Jones, when that franchise is worth $9 billion, that's true. and part of it is because Jerry Jones opens his mouth, and he makes this team relevant at times when they shouldn't even be relevant. Not talking about the last two years. I'm just talking about even if they have a, a season that's, you know, not playing or they don't want, okay. which in any season you don't win a Super Bowl, and I'm talking about a, a year they might not make the playoffs. Right. They're still going to be relevant because Jerry Jones. And he is the only owner in the National Football League that does press conferences or <laughs> – post-game uh, <laughs> conferences I know. after the game. Keep going. That makes no sense to me. But Jerry is about that dollar, and you want to talk like Jerry. We're going to be about that dollar. You understand me? <laughs> Jerry's about that dollar. That dollar make them all holler. And Jerry, as long as Jerry is making money with the Dallas Cowboys, right. because he says a lot of things about his team. He said, oh, we have opportunity. This is the year. We have the, we have the players. We do this. But when are you going to make that extra move to put y'all over the hump? Because, see, Jonathan Taylor was just available, right? Dalvin and, Cook and, was available, and, too. And, and Jerry didn't go make that move to go get him. Right or wrong? Marcus Spears talks talks about this all the time, how we've seen the Philadelphia Eagles go get an A.J. Brown. Next thing you know, boom, right. they're in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? When is Jerry going to make a move like that to put his team in the position to go? And, and Freddie. I'm tired of people asking me, mm-hmm. is this the year of the Cowboys? Damn it, the last two years were supposed to be the year for the Cowboys. Every year's supposed to be the year it's for the Cowboys. It's about the moments now. The moments by the biggest stars on the team, to be exact, Dak Prescott. Now, Dak, I think Dak is a good quarterback, right? But we know how that position is judged mm-hmm. off your playoff success. Right. When the moment 
arises for you to be that dude, be that guy, be that dog, whether it's a Tommy dog, mighty dog, <laughs> underdog, doggy dog. I don't care what kind of dog it is. When it's time for you to be that hur, 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 dog, uh-huh. you got to be the reason your team win, not the reason why your team goes on. Well, I'm going to go on the other side of that. I'm not going to put a total, total blame on Dak Prescott because go back to some of his playoff losses, not the last two years. I don't know what happened against San Francisco the previous playoff season or this past playoff season, but people bang on him, and I get it, deservedly so. But the first playoff game he played, it took one of the all-time great playoff throws from Dak Prescott, from um, Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, to beat him. That was at Lambeau. That's the uh, one with, with the— No, 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 no. no, no. That was the one in, 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 tech, in um, Jerry's world where Dak leads them down the field. They get the touchdown, take the lead, and then Aaron Rodgers hits Richard Rodgers down oh, the left side. right. Yep. It, that took one of the all-time right. playoff throws for that to not happen in his first playoff game. If anything, Dak Prescott pays the price for his early success. Not saying that he shouldn't. When you play that position, when you play for that owner, when you got the star in your helmet. But when he came along, he was a fourth-round pick, and people said maybe he was underdrafted. Nobody thought that, A, Tony Rowe would get injured, and the, then, B, Dak Prescott steps in, and then they win a division, and he played like that. So now everybody's thinking, well, if you did that your rookie season, brother, what's your problem? Yeah. And they keep waiting for Dak Prescott to look like the Dak Prescott that Cowboys fans and people in the media thought we were going to see based on the early success that he had his rookie year with Dallas. But it's about the moment still, Freddie. I'm not disagreeing right, with you. Like when I hear you, you that dude, you you can't get outplayed by, by Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy. That's irrelevant. Who didn't play well. The year before, you can't let Jimmy Garoppolo beat you, right? If the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and the fans, and I got to tell this story because the last two times yeah. I went on vacation out of the country, First time in Bahamas, me and my wife, and I'm at the pool. Nothing but Dallas Cowboys fans. The queues were there. They were having a, co- a wow. convention in Bahamas. And they're in the pool, Dallas Cowboys fans, they're talking about it. Man, we don't believe in Dak. We don't believe in him. And I'm like, just calm down, man. Dak can play football at a very high level. Hey, but the moment's too big for him. They kept screaming. I just met a guy in Mexico right. a week and a half ago named Ned Ross. I wrote his name down in my phone. Okay. He's like, man, I'll be seeing you up there with Stephen A. on first take. And Steve, you know what? Stephen A's right about my Cowboys. This is a Cowboys fan. Stephen A's right about my Cowboys. They're not going to make it. I don't know if I believe anymore. I said, dang. Mm-hmm. They talking like that, just a bum. But that's what happens when you have that inconsistency, especially the last two years. Because, see, people only remember, what have you done for me lately? Right? People – and that's, and that's People are stuck on how the success that he had early on. They want to know what have he, what mm-hmm. has he done for me lately in the biggest moments to right. propel my team to victory, to put us over that finish line. And for Dak Prescott, it hasn't been good. So that's what they remember. So they feel some type of way. But newsflash for Dallas Cowboys fans: Who the hell are you gonna get if you don't have Dak? That's exactly what I was thinking. Because the guys that who you, you probably, get? yeah, the guys that you want, their teams are not letting them go. Who are you gonna get? A team that's. That's has the makeup to contend for a Super Bowl. Or you're gonna have a young buck come you're gonna have Trey Lance try to lead this team. That's not happening. Oh my goodness. You might as well if I'm holding on by a shoestring, cut the damn shoestring. <laughs> if I gotta bet on Trey Lance to take me to the promised land, <laughs> after Trey Lance couldn't beat out Brock Purdy. Right. Couldn't beat out Sam Darnold, the reject. That's why I tell everybody project. that whole move, that 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 everything and as a whole, yeah. Dak Prescott should not be worth what he should be worried about. It's coming back from that season he had last year in 12 games and throwing those interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's what he should be worried about. How can I be better? How can I be better in these moments? So I'm the reason why we're going to an NFC championship game. I'm the reason why we're going to a Super Bowl. Not the reason why 
we going home. No doubt about that. Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, ESPN Radio and Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. It's always about the good and the bad when it comes to the weekend in sports. And since it was an extended weekend, we could have extended the good and bad. Nah, that's not what we do here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and tune in. It's all about keeping it three up and three down. For this week, Harry do the three up. That is the good, and I'm going to be the doom or gloom when it comes to the three down and it comes to the bad. So we start with... All right, Harry, what is your first up from the weekend? Ooh, my first up, I'm going to go to Florida State University because they beat number 5 LSU, but the offensive transfers. You talk about Keon Coleman. Nine great, receptions, great 122 yards, three <laughs> touchdowns, Freddie, but also Jaheim Bell. He had a rushing touchdown, two receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. That's five touchdowns in that game. Right. From an offensive standpoint, by Florida State Seminole transfers that they brought in. See the theme there, Dabo Sweeney? But that's a story for another day. We're going to get to Dabo a little later. Oh, yeah. But the transfers offensively for Florida State University, those guys showed up and showed out when their team needed them the most. Well, my number one down is LSU letting everybody down. Now, I'm sure the head coach feels let down because on Thursday in his radio show, because that's what coaches have, he said they were going to beat the heck out of Florida State. What happened last year? Yeah, that didn't land well on Sunday. They couldn't – two different times, fourth and one. No conversions, no touchdowns. And then in the second half, they got out SEC'd by an ACC team when it comes to Florida State, the place that Steve Spurrier used to call Free Shoes University. (laughs) They put their shoes up and down their backside, their head, their chest in that second half, and they out SEC'd LSU. Let me tell you what bothered me about LSU when they got down into the tight red zone. Yeah. Florida State continued to play cover zero. Cover zero, ladies and gentlemen, means we're rolling the dice. The defense is blitzing the house. Everybody's coming. Corner safeties, whoever's guarding guys going out in pass pat- patterns, they're on a line, an island. You have no help. At what point uh, were, were they going to run a pick route? Remember the, the route they ran last year to beat Alabama? Absolutely. That little play? Oh, yeah. They could have ran that one. And he would have been wide open. They could have ran that one, Freddie. At no point did they do it. So I didn't think Brian Kelly and also the offense was ready for certain things that Florida State presented to to them inside the tight red zone. But if they do it one drive, they're probably going to do it another drive, another opportunity that they have down there. So why not make the adjustments on the sideline so you can get into something that you want to call against cover zero and not call run plays against cover zero? Jeez. Because it was very easy for Brian Kelly to blame the players. He said, we're coach at fault, but those guys really messed up. It's a lot easier for him to do that than to take some responsibility. What's your number two up? Number two for me, the North Carolina Tar Heels. I was at that game this weekend. They played South Carolina and Charlotte. North Carolina in 2022 had the worst defense in the ACC. And you're being kind. The inability (laughs) to sack the quarterback and create turnovers. But in game one, Gene Chizik said, it's a new year. What about me? It's a new year, baby. Nine sacks, Freddie. 16 tackles for loss. And Kamon Rutgers had two sacks and five and a half tackles for loss himself. A new defense, a new year, a new team for the North Carolina Tar Heels. So I had to give them love as my number two on my list today when it comes to the ups. Spencer Rattler looked like his hair turned 30 different shades of blonde 
being chased around by that <laughs> defensive line. That yeah. offensive line need oh they yeah. needed some milk. Yeah, they, they well they need a hug after that because their quarterback was getting having his brains hugged out by that defensive line in North Carolina. If they can do that and run the football and reduce that pressure on Drake May, we may have to talk about another team in the ACC that named Florida State that could contend to be in the ACC championship game. My number two down. Hey Georgia football, what are we doing? Coaching staff member Jarvis Jones was arrested on Friday of charges of reckless driving and speeding less than 24 hours before they played their season opener against Tennessee Martin. According to police records, he was traveling his 1984 tripped-out Buick Regal 86 miles per hour in a 40-mile-per-hour zone. He becomes at least 12 dozen, at least 12 people, dozen people involved in the Georgia program that have been charged with moving violations since they won the championship back in January. At a certain point, you are DOI, definition of insanity, expecting you're going to do the same thing and the result is going to be different. If you're anybody connected with that Georgia program, stop being a meathead when you get behind the wheel. Did you not learn the lesson of somebody who lost their life because somebody was speeding throughout the streets? Instead, no, 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 not Jarvis Jones. You know what? It's 1040 at night. I got my tripped out Buick Regal. I'm going to drive 86 miles per hour in a 40-mile-per-hour zone. That makes absolutely no sense. You want to know what a coach taught me early on in my career? What's that? Either he's coaching it or allowing it to happen. Which which one do you think it is? Well, if it keeps happening. Yeah, with Kirby Smart. He's allowing it to happen. Until he set some rules in place that – you know, are centered around speeding and uh, anything within a vehicle, things like this are going to continue to happen. But when he goes on a show, because I remember us talking about it on radio, I can't remember what, exactly what he said, but he was basically making an, an, an excuse or trying to downplay something yeah. that another player had done uh, when it when it came to a vehicle. And seeing this continuously happen after the tragedy that they endured at that university, it's sad to me. Because they're tone deaf about it. And, 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 and I hate to see it at, at this point right now, but until Kirby decides that he wants to do something about it, whether it's discipline, the players, or discipline, staff members, it's going to continue to happen. What is your up for the weekend? Oh, my goodness. The oh. Colorado Buffaloes. I'm surprised it took that long to get to that. The Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. Talk that talk. Walk that walk like Prime say, and they scared. They nervous right now because see, it doesn't look the way that they want it to look. And he's doing it his way. And he happens to have a son that's going up, going out there, backing up his father. He happens to have a five star DB that he took from Florida State to get to come to an HBCU. And then when he left to go to Colorado, that young man left to go to Colorado, and he's doing it his way. He's doing something that. A lot of people say it wasn't going to be able to happen, especially this early. You talk about Dylan Edwards, the 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 speedster running back, the freshman. This guy had four touchdowns, four touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving. Travis Hunter playing both ways, doing what his head coach has done. And let me tell you, I love that he's playing both ways. Now the snaps, that's a story for another day. You got to figure out. Yeah. You're gonna have to figure out a happy medium. But what Dion is allowing Travis Hunter to do, a lot of coaches in colleges. They try to tell that young man to pick a side. But if he if, if he's in shape enough and he has that athletic ability, let him go ball. Let, let him shine. Why stop him? We have a lot of coaches in, in youth sports now that try to make kids, hey, you only can play football. Specialize. 
Well, yeah. when I talk to a lot of owners, GMs, and head coaches, you know one of the things that they look back in, the, in these kids' life, how many sports did they play? Mm-hmm. Did they play basketball, basketball uh, baseball, football, run track? I played with Andre Johnson with the Tennessee Titans. He has a track background. Track back, background. You know, those offensive linemen, those big boys that play basketball, oh, those guys have good footwork. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let these kids, man, if they're able to do it, do it. Right. Deion Sanders agrees with you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That's what Deion Sanders had to say as Colorado head coach on the Pat McAfee Show. My last down, staying in college football. Hey, Michigan players, what are you doing? Free Jim Harbaugh (laughs) t-shirts. Maybe it's me. I've never been in jail, but I know what it looks like. <laughs> and if you're not in jail, that pretty much means you're free. If you're a college football coach making all that money in college football, because I don't think we need to have a Venmo account opened up for Jim Harbaugh. I don't think we need to free him from the circumstance that he put himself into by committing these violations. And then the worst part about that was J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback, Getting in touch with Intertel Owens. I just want my coach back. That's my coach. <laughs> this is his team. I just want my coach back. We just beat a team eighty to nothing for the Mid American Conference. I just want my coach back. Oh, I got a message. This for him. is his team. What's the message? There's this movie by Spike Lee called "Do the Right Thing," Freddie. Yeah, and that goes for the coach. Yeah, just tell your coach do the right thing. Yeah, it's not hard. But free Jim Kelly. Y'all can miss me with that. I don't think he needs to be free. He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on social media at hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on social media, Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us this afternoon on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Somebody had to deal with a chant this week in the college football that left Harry Douglas shaking his head. And he had an FOS friend of the show next to him to say, Harry, it's going to be all right. That FOS joins us next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Amen, when in Rome, you know? Yes. Or when in South Carolina, game cock your way to the hearts of the faithful down there when it comes to that. By the way, Harry, we have also the whole weekend was great college football, great storylines. And in the last night with Duke upsetting Clemson and Clemson like that, what was your reaction to seeing the way that Duke was able to win or how Clemson was able to lose? 
Yeah, so I mean, first off, I think you have to give Duke credit, right? I mean, what they've been building there, obviously, and I mean, HD, you pointed it out during our show, Riley Leonard, everybody got to see how good of a player he was. Um, and I will say that the post-game comments that Dabo had afterward in terms of the game being weird, strange, things like that, like, there is some truth in that. When you have four red zone trips, three of them, you don't score on one because uh, of, what was it, a turnover on that, or no, I'm sorry, it was a blocked field goal. And then you have the two, obviously, um, with the fumbles on the seven and one yard lines. But this game sort of feels like the one that's been sneaking up on Clemson for a little bit here, um, just because it hasn't seemed like Dabo's wanted to adjust to the times. Um, And, you know, I don't think this game is the first piece of evidence of that, but it is certainly the earliest. Let's go out to Colorado. We know that team had a big upset over number 17, TCU. What is the main thing fans should take away from Colorado getting that win this past weekend? That they were better than everybody wanted to pretend that they were going to be. Um, You know, I I end up mentioning this actually on Around the Horn today that a lot of people did not do a very good job of separating how they feel about Dion personally with what he was actually doing in Colorado, he told everybody, hey, I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louis. He was not talking about actual luggage, even though I would not doubt if Deion Sanders actually has some Louis Vuitton luggage. But he was <laughs> talking about Travis Hunter. He was talking about Shador Sanders. He was talking about Alton Castle and a bunch of other guys. This is a team that was 1-11. You have 80 new guys on the team. So what makes you think that they are going to be that type of team or that caliber of team again when he literally cleaned house? So... I don't know necessarily that they're going to obviously compete for the playoff, but this is a team that's going to be a heck of a lot better than what people have been trying to portray here over the past, you know, what, four to six months. Harry Lyles, Jr., ESPN Council reporter, also co-host of Countdown to Kickoff and also Around the Horn with Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Going back to what you just said about pretended to be when it comes to Colorado, Harry, what did you mean by that? You know, that they were trying to say that this was just a team that was sloppily thrown together and guys were, you know, either just leaving on their own or leaving because they didn't want to be a part of this. That's that's not how this went. Um, Dion has just done an extension of what we've seen, honestly, a good example I keep pointing back to is USC. Um, The only difference between Colorado and USC is that a lot of people have a bigger issue with Dion, you know, going out boastfully talking about what they're building out there. Um, and again, this was not something that was hastily put together. He was bringing in talent. Um, honestly, Alden McCaskill is a really good example of that. I could tell you um, that when he transferred from Houston to Colorado, it was a huge surprise to them because Alton was actually at practice, their final spring practice, broke the huddle, and then the next day told Dana Holgerson, hey, I'm going to Colorado. So it's not like they were bringing in guys that were also from that 1-11 and 11 team. They were bringing in guys that we're going to change the way that this program looks. And you saw the very first example of that this past Saturday. So, Harry, i got to ask you this. Caleb Williams, his first two weeks have been phenomenal. But I think what we've seen Shador Sanders do, it kind of, you know, took the spotlight off of Caleb Williams and put it more on Colorado. When you look at Caleb Williams, where does he stack up in terms of best quarterback prospects in recent memory? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
And I, I, you know, the only comp that people keep coming up with is obviously Patrick Mahomes. And I, I think part of that has to do with the pure safety, if we're being honest. Um, but he's got to be up there. Um, and, and I tell you what, not only is the Shadour and honestly Travis Hunter's performances on Saturday going to take away from that thumb, but the thing is, if you're going to go back to back, he's going to have to eclipse what he did last season, um, which I think he's capable of, but it's, it's going to be a lot to ask. But I, I think as far as prospects go, you know, people have been talking a lot about, you know, the Cardinals and, and how much of an outwardly tank job that they're doing. My rebuttal to that is, yes, you're correct, but also can you blame them? Because the, the plays that he's making, he doesn't like to be mobile, but he can do it when he has to. He can improvise. He can make every single throw. He's got a strong arm. So to me, again, whether it's the Cardinals or whether anybody else in the NFL decides to tank for this young man this year, I just don't see how you can blame him because, again, he probably is the greatest uh, quarterback prospect that we've seen probably since, what, Andrew Luck? Like, I mean, he seemed like a given, and I think that's what we're saying about Caleb Williams here as well. 30 seconds left. What is it like being on the road with Harry Douglas each and every week part of Countdown to kick off on social media? Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Everybody thinks that we've known each other for years. Uh, and HD will tell you, man, we we both got that Atlanta flair to us, man. We just <laughs> love having a good time. We love having a good time with everybody else. And I will always say this: if you ever find yourself out of game day and you're trying to have a have a good time, you want to hang, you know, talk to me and HD. We're always going to be out there early in the crowd before our show starts because game day and our show is not anything without these fans. We're always going to make sure that y'all know that we appreciate you. You should see Harry dancing to what you just said, Harry Lyles. That's my brother. That's my listen. He knows. He, he knows. He's, that's my brother, man. Absolutely. That's why I brought Quavo. That's why I brought Quavo and take off the two brothers to bring in the two brothers from Atlanta, uh-huh. known as Harry Douglas over there and Harry Lyles Jr. over there as well. ESPN Cosmo reported, like I mentioned, part of countdown to kickoff as part of a co-host with Harry Douglas and also Christine Williams and hit Harry Lyles Jr. on the X at Harry Lyles Jr. I always appreciate you, Harry. You take care and be well, my man. Appreciate y'all. And he's Harry Douglas. Hit him on social media, hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on social media, Coleman ESPN. Part of Freddie and Harry. Hit us up anytime you want at triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. This way you can join that talk and talk that talk. But tell them don't be scared. Don't be scared to call in. We welcome everybody. It's free, baby. Exactly. It's free. You can be in your car. Just pull over. Come talk to us. If you're at work, hide it from the boss. We invite you. If you're at home, go in the pantry. It's quite all right. You can get fired messing with us. Why not get fired? Well, let's not put that out there. Now they're not going to call now at 888-729-3776. I'm, gonna, I'm, not, letting, at work. Yeah, I'm not letting Freddie go to Harry Douglas get me fired because I want to hang out with this show, but you can hang out with us at 888-729-3776. Now, last hour, this is the first show we've had together, meaning Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas. We gave you when Harry met Freddie the first time we got together, and it's better than the movie when Harry met Sally. But now coming up, we're going to have The Adventures of Harry. Anything that he has seen over the weekend, part of Countdown to Kickoff, covering things with college football. And there's one adventure that even left me shaking my head. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Make us your flow home because that's what we're here to do. We're going to have the adventures of Harry when it comes to his weekend in college football. And believe me, there could be some adventures and some misadventures. It's going to be guaranteed comedy and entertainment. But Samaja, North Carolina, has something to say about college football. 888-729-3776. Samaj, what you got, my friend? Hey, man, I wanted to call and talk about Coach Prime. You know, 
in this era, everyone wants to talk about who a GOAT is in whatever sport. What athlete has had more success than Deion Sanders? He's been, he's been the World Series. He's won Super Bowls. He's a successful college coach. About the only thing he ever failed at was his music career. But <laughs> my mama always said, it ain't bragging if you can do it. So for everybody that's getting mad about Coach Prime, you know, calling his shot, until he fails, you got to give him his props. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of what he's doing. And I'm going to get out the way. The last thing I want to say is go Duke. I'm a lifelong Duke fan, and it feels so good to see them be Clemson. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> must be the money. Must I just want to say, money. must be the money. I BTC, you <laughs> must be the money. Must be the money. My son was doing it, too. Must be the money. Must uh-huh. be the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, and I will say this about Coach Prime. You talk about a guy that, you know, what's that term these kids use now? Oh, I'm him. I'm him. And yeah. he had this conversation with his son Shador in the car. I remember, yeah. I remember uh, seeing the video of it. Yep. He was like, boy, I was him before him was even here. <laughs> and he was right. But when yeah. you, and, and that's what, one of the things I was trying to talk about earlier, uh, earlier, though, Freddie. When you have a guy like Dion who has been successful at everything in life, and I'm going to take it a step further. Okay. He's successful as a father, too. He's because the way there, the yeah. way he guide his kids um, and, and shadow his daughters with love and at the same time keeps it real with them, but they still understand that he's that authoritative figure, you know, and they don't cross certain lines, but he's still able to relate to them in today's age. Mm-hmm. It's a thing of beauty. And I, and I, and I listen, I'm not going to be uh, apologetic about what I'm about to say. One of the things that is feared the most in our country is a strong black man that's successful and does things his way. And that and that can frighten a lot of people. And I hate to I hate to say it like that, but it's the truth. Well, I don't know why it should frighten anybody because aren't we all about trying to have somebody succeed on the best level yeah. and doing it the right way? It shouldn't frighten anybody, whether it's a black man, whether it's a female, yep. whether somebody I, I don't get that whole thing why we can't have that. We we should embrace more of that. But for some people, they're not going to. But to those people, Deion Sanders will give a— He don't care. Yeah. And anybody else out there, we're going to succeed. We're going to make it work this way. And if you don't like it, that's on you. But I'm not going to stop being me because Deion Sanders is not asking anybody to stop being them, even if, they don't, even if they don't like what he's doing. He doesn't say you shouldn't feel that way. But he also lets you know that, hey, if you're not with us, you're against us. And if you're against us, we keep receipts that as far show, as that goes. Mr. Postman. <laughs> Believe me, Deion Sanders has done things his way, just like you do things your way each and every weekend covering college football. By the way, Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Harry's not just about the money, but you see some adventures each and every week, part of <laughs> Countdown to Kickoff on social media. What's one thing part of your adventures this weekend that you said you said other than the whole Gamecock situation, the chanting that South Carolina very fans. frightening. Yeah, down in down in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's <laughs> all I kept it, hearing all weekend. And I, that's scaring so, me, me now, though, Freddie. I was like, am I giving off an impression or something? Like I kept looking at myself, like why why do people keep yelling this towards me and like very aggressively? And, and, and each time <laughs> it had to dawn on me, okay, the Gamecocks, like South Carolina, cheering for the team. <laughs> you felt like you're part of Magic oh, Mike the movie. But I will, but I will say this. You know, being able to be in Charlotte, a neutral city, right. uh, a neutral city. place, That's and, my daughter uh, NFL Great Stadium. City. So you always see, you understand it's the first college game day, but you always want to know what kind of crowd you're going to get. Right. I was surprised about uh, of how many Gamecock fans showed up and showed out. They were loud. 
Um, Darius Rucker was was the you know celebrity guest picker. Right. He did his thing. His music was playing, and the entire crowd, whether North Carolina, South Carolina, they were singing his song. It was just a thing of beauty to be able to see. And you know, Lee Corso for me. Growing up and watching him and him having the headgear and then pump faking South Carolina fans, but choosing North Carolina, right. it's a thing of beauty, man. Yeah, South Carolina is only 90 minutes away. But one thing I question. What's that? Anybody who will pour mayo Ugh. all over their body and rub it in, Yuck. and then at the game I've seen people having a, a mayo eating contest, Ugh. they're capable of doing anything, anything. They're capable of putting a body in the river. They're capable of anything, <laughs> Freddie. If you will pour may- mayonnaise all over your body and rub it together and then just eat mayo with a spoon, uh-huh. you're capable of anything. Uh, I'm it, nervous. I'm nervous it, to be around you. To paraphrase the great Mike Singletary when he's coach of San Francisco 49ers, don't want to rock with him. Can't do it. Won't do it. I want non-mayonnaisers. Don't want to rock with them. Can't trust them. And Can't I love, wear with and I love them. Don't want to do it. So for me to say that, like, I love mayo, but I'm not going to sit here and eat it with a spoon. Can you imagine if that was Chipotle mayo? Oh, exactly. Talking about the BGs. My goodness. Yes, no doubt about that. We're going to talk to somebody who is going to give his thought on today's climate in the NFL when it comes to the position that he used to play extremely well. That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.